The first three letters of the word funeral spells fun. We're going to find out about that today on Dr. Death and the Humorist. Here's my co-host, Dr. Death, Lisa Oliver. Hey, Jerry. What's up? Oh, life is good. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about death. And funerals. And funerals. Funerals, uh, what is, before we get into this, kind of... We're going to look at kind of maybe some unusual happenings or funny stories at funerals today, but what is the purpose of a funeral? Well, as my grandma would say, the funerals are for the dead. No. (laughs) My grandma would say funerals are for the living. Because actually the dead are already a cultural thing. That's how we mourn. That's how we say goodbye to the person that we loved. So it's, it's an opportunity for the family to go through the grieving process together to comfort each other, to think about the one who's passed on, kind of celebrate their life. Or it's maybe some people are just nosy to see how the body looked. Some people are real funky like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, funerals tend to be pretty serious, somber events, but sometimes funny things happen at funerals. Uh, Sometimes funerals themselves are funny. I I remember... um, one of the uh, members of the Monty Python troupe passed away and the other members were eulogizing him and one of mm-hmm. the things that uh, that that the, the departed member was known for was always being late to everything mm. and I think it was John Cleese who said uh, you know I feel like he's here with us or at least will be in five minutes <laughs> so uh, I, I tell people a lot of times when I'm working with uh, students who want to uh, better their public speaking skills, and we're talking about special occasions, speaking like eulogies. And I always ask them, is humor ever appropriate at funeral? A lot of students say, no, no, never, never, never. But I don't agree with that because I think it depends on a number of things, but not the least of which the kind of person that exactly. you're eulogizing. For example, when uh, my wife's grandmother passed away, mm-hmm. I was asked to perform the eulogy. Oh, Lord. Okay. And so I did. And I got uh, as many laughs during that as I did in any of the stand-up gigs I've ever done, almost. It wasn't because it was not wasn't doing stand-up, but I was telling stories about her life, and she was a lady who was just uh, full of uh, joy and vitality, mm-hmm. and she said and did a lot of funny things. So when we mm-hmm. share the stories, it was kind of the laughter of remembrance. Right, exactly. I get that. And, and I think that was sweet of you to do that because she probably didn't want it any other way. Sometimes things happen at funerals that uh, we can laugh about later, maybe not at the time. And I think you have a story related to something that happened to a loved, at a loved one's funeral regarding one of the songs, maybe? Yeah, it was, actually, it was my mom's funeral, and, you know, I didn't, I grew up in Atlantic City, but I wasn't there for a very long time, and the funeral director said he would find someone for me, and he got this guy, and I think he had, he thought he sounded like Al Green, and he was just really bad, and I was <laughs> he just... He sounded more like Al Bundy. Yeah, I, yeah, it was just really bad, and I was looking down, and people thought I was maybe crying, but I was really like, like, God, this is horrible, and it, it was just very bad, you know, bad singing, or I know singing. The song, you know, there's uh, the music at funerals. Sometimes I, I wonder. Sometimes what what are they thinking anyway? I, I know there's a great old hymn, "How Great Thou Art." It's a wonderful hymn. It is. But for me, it has become a funeral dirge because I've gone to so many funerals where somebody will come a out. A dirge? Yeah, and they, 
Yes, it's very dirge-like the way they perform it, because instead of sort of the celebratory anthem that I believe it is intended to be, right. it comes out, oh, Lord, my God. And that's exactly how I feel at the funeral. Oh, exactly. Lord, my God. And do you really feel as though at that time, the Lord is really great there are? I mean, I just never really liked it. And that one, and, you know, as you know, I'm black. And so I did I'm, not know that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So you heard it here first, folks. So for some reason... There always was a thing, his eye is on the sparrow. And, and, uh -huh. his, and people always get so emotional about it. And I'm just like... I'm looking I mean, around I'm, for birds. I'm looking around at birds. I'm looking around. How does that account to me and the person being dead? But anyhow, it's just... I don't know. I know singer Tony Green tells a story about a, a lady. Who's Tony Green? He's a singer. Did I didn't even miss it? <laughs> no. <I'm... laughs> Everyone is today. You know? <laughs> Just for you. Will this air in February? It'll be okay. So, well, um, now Tony Green, he's a gospel singer, and and he uh, was telling a story about a lady in his church that asked him to sing at her husband's funeral. Mm -hmm. They'd been married for 50 years or so. Mm -hmm. And she, he said, I'd be glad to. What would you like me to sing? Well, his favorite song, of course. She said, what was that? He said, Jingle Bells, which seems like an odd choice. Indeed. But he tried. He said, I tried so hard to do it um, in as somber and as, as, as respectful and reverential. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jingle Bells, <laughs> Jingle All the Way. You know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and so they're gathering at her house afterwards. Of course, they've got the buffet up like they do right. in the South. And, and so he said, he's talking to her, and he said, I hope the song was okay. She said, darling, you were wonderful. He said, but I don't know what I was thinking. It wasn't Jingle Bells that was his favorite song. It was when they ring those golden bells. Dang. And so you can imagine. Can you imagine what everybody at the funeral was thinking was. when he got up and he's doing Jingle Bells? Well, hopefully he said this was the departed's favorite song. Have you ever, and you may not have, I have seen, like, there would be a girl who was dating the married man who is now deceased, and she would get up and sing a song, and it was some type of sexually connotative song. You know what I mean? Like, Yikes. <laughs> I know. People are trying to get the mic away from her. Look it up on YouTube. It's, it's a couple of them. Oh, that like, just, yeah. Oh, that's, my God. I find that stressing in so many ways. <laughs> More ways than one. Were there anyone um, going to be singing a sexually connotative song when you die? Uh, I'll just hold you in the back. Don't I worry. don't know. It's the hokey pokey a sexually connotative <laughs> song. I think that's probably what they'll sing when I when I when oh the God. Because they're going to bury me in pieces, you know. You put the left foot in, and <laughs> anyway, so. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know. I was talking with a, a funeral director once, and mm -hmm. I asked him. I said, "What's the? Tell me something funny or unusual or weird that's happened in funeral." He said, "Well, he said we were we were at the graveside once, mm -hmm. and the pastor was doing the graveside service, and then he asked everybody to bow for prayer, mm -hmm. and so we all did. We had our eyes closed and our heads bowed, and he was praying." Mm -hmm. And I noticed just in listening to him pray that at some point it, it, he became hard to hear. The voice almost sounded muffled. And I didn't really understand. But and when, when he said amen, I looked up and he wasn't there. 
And what had happened is he had slipped and fallen. Stop it. No, he had fallen <laughs> into the grave underneath the casket. Stop it. And he never stopped his prayer. His benediction just kept going. You know, he was a trooper. You know, the show must go on. Uh, and think about how that could have really ended very badly. He could have yeah. hurt himself. The, the casket had could fallen. Fall, could have yeah. been bad. But uh, he just kept praying. And uh, probably was a good plan. Just keep praying when something like that happens. Good. Lord. Okay, well, you know what? I went on reddit.com and I was just looking at funny funeral stories and he, there's a couple I'm going to read and one says, I have a very short uncle. He went to kiss his friend on the cheek and fell into the casket. The lid closed on him. All you could see was his legs dangling out from the closed casket. I don't think he ever got over that. No, I don't, I don't think anyone who saw that would have ever gotten over that. <laughs> Can you between the horror and the laughter. Yeah. And then here's another one. The priest said the complete wrong name at my mother's funeral within the first five minutes. Then he said it wrong again. It was at this point my brother stood up and yelled at the priest in the packed funeral. No one in my family ever stepped foot in that church anymore. Oh, my. Well, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing sometimes, I think, for the clergy uh, if uh, they don't know the individual very well. I, I can think of, uh, I had a great aunt that passed away, and she was 104 when she passed away, and she's an amazing human. And uh, her pastor did the eulogy, but he had, hadn't been her pastor long. Mm-hmm. He, had, he hadn't been at the church long, and, and she hadn't been to church in years because she wasn't physically able she was to go. Yeah. And so uh, he had not really known her. I, he maybe had met her once or twice, but didn't really know her that well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always called her, you know, people, different branches of the family had different names for her. Mm-hmm. We always called her Mimi, but... Um, I don't know that anyone ever called her Granny, and he kept referring to her as Granny. Mm. And I don't know that anyone ever uh, did that. But it was interesting because uh, he kept he at some point in the in the eulogy he said, "I know you're going to miss her fried chicken and cherry pie." And I looked at my cousin, and we looked at each other like, "Who's he talking about?" <laughs> because Mimi was not known as a as a cook. I hadn't cooked in years, and, right. and some people report that when she did cook, it was that special. <laughs> so. We, we knew, we remembered her for a lot of things, for wonderful things, but it wasn't cherry pie and fried chicken. So, uh, and that's a tough spot for, for those members of the clergy to be in. But maybe it's better if you don't know not to just make stuff up. Absolutely. So here's another one that I thought is just quite inappropriate. My father was married four times. I believe the two that he honestly loved the most were the first, my mother, and the last, his widow, said my uncle with all three ex-wives in the audience. That was just messy. You know, you just don't... You just don't do stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I suppose with as many sort of uh, broken and yet and extended uh, families as we have today, those kinds of things have it. It kind of reminds me of hearing about a fellow that had married his first wife's name was Millie, and she passed away. And then they buried her, of course. Uh-huh. Then he married a woman named Tilly and buried her near Millie with a spot in between for himself. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I go, I want to be buried between Millie and Tilly. He said, but tilt me toward Millie. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. 
true story. It is not a true story. I'm sure it's not. Actually. <laughs> it, but it's one of those you kind of want it to be. Mm. So do you have another one? Let's see. My cousin's grandfather died. One of the cousins was too young to really know what was going on other than grandpa was gone. Some of the older cousins were messing with him, telling him some interesting tales. After the ceremony, when they were willing the casket out of the church, out of the silence, the kids said, is this where they take him out back and shoot him? Oh, my. <laughs> well, that was pretty bad. Is it? Uh, it depends where you are. <laughs> it depends what your culture is. Oh I don't my. know. Goodness. Hey, let me ask you a question when we're talking about this. Okay. I, I, what do you think about the practice of, you know, many people choose cremation. It seems like a legitimate uh Choice, but mm-hmm. some people when they're cremated, instead of having the ashes and doing something with the ash, keeping the ashes in an urn or spreading them over a field or whatever, right. they'll have uh, the deceased like made into jewelry and those kinds of things. I think that's sweet, though. Do you? Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I think if that's what makes you feel better. Um, and I've seen this like these orb balls, and you send the ashes to them, and they will put it up, and it's like a piece of. Not house decoration, but I think that's a really nice idea. I mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. As one who collects ashes of everything that has been living in our house, two dogs and a cat, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't wear them around my neck, but yeah, I think if that keeps you, what do you think about it? I, well, I, I don't know that I have, uh, I, I can kind of see both sides of it. I don't know that I have an opinion about it. I think it's interesting. I, I, I know that uh, people have to deal with loss in their own ways. Mm-hmm. I I remember we were looking at houses to, to, with hoping to purchase one. And there was a house we were looking at, and we were out walking out in the yard, and my wife said, look over there. That looks like a graveyard or a cemetery in the yard. No kidding. Uh, And it looked like, you know, tombstones, flat flat stones. Right, right, And she said, you go look. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did, and sure enough, that's exactly what it was. Was the family? No, the names were like Muffy. And <laughs> Rover and Fido. So it was a little pet cemetery, right. which I was surprised that the previous owners didn't kind of take that with them. No, they wouldn't have taken yeah. it with them. No. Yeah, I didn't really want to, to have that as part of the package, though. Oh, so, so y'all didn't get the house? We didn't get that. Well, no, that wasn't the only reason. Well, you know what? I'm really glad that that family did that because when my first dog... His name was Tony, and he was only, like, five years old. And so, you know, going to Catholic school, we were told that everything that died went to heaven. And so I said to my grandmother, so are we going to have a funeral for Tony? And my grandma was like, no. And so the trash man came, and she yelled, you and, <laughs> and they took the dog, and they threw him in the trash. I had been traumatized ever That's since That's pretty unceremonious. I, it was quite, and I was just, I don't know. Well, you know, sometimes you're in, in the funeral and you you get tickled about something else and you just hope they'll say something mildly amusing so that you can chuckle, <laughs> but it doesn't always work. I wonder no. if, if folks had stories that of uh, unusual or amusing stories from funerals or funeral-related stories that they might send to us, where would they do that? They would send it to Dr. Death and the Humorist at gmail.com. All right, Dr. Death and the Humorist at gmail.com. Send us your stories, comments, thoughts, questions, and uh, Dr. Death will answer them. So (laughs) we hope you will tune in again next time as we talk about some interesting issues related to death on Dr. Death and the Humorist. Thanks, Jared. Talk to you all later. Bye.